Welcome to The Word This Week, where we believe that the Bible is more than just words on a page. They are the words we live by, and it's pretty cool too. We invite you to join us as we read through the Bible together this year. Welcome back to The Word This Week. I'm your host, Brian Vaughn, and this is episode 26. Yeah. yeah. And with us this morning, Jimmy Thorpe. Oh. Hey. Ethan Bohannon. Hey. This is the team that started it all off. Can you believe it? We're halfway. Halfway <laughs> done. It's crazy. I know, right? Yeah. Um, as I was thinking about that, I was thinking about just the podcast specifically mm. and uh, thinking about uh, what it's taken to to get to this point. Um, what are some things that have stuck out to you guys just about our process, the way we do things, and and maybe what value it's added to you? I know for me, it's... Uh, it's really made me dig in more than I ever have with this whole Bible reading, not just to prepare for the podcast, but like mm-hmm. seeing all the stuff that Jimmy's doing behind the scenes with yeah. the editing and Brian, all the preparation you're doing. And it's just been encouraging to me, mm-hmm. honestly, to to see that and see like, hey, these are these are the people I work with here at the church. These are the pastors of the church and seeing how much effort is being put in to making not just a good product, but to be spiritually fed and spiritually grow mm. um, to help others. I, it makes me makes me happy. You know, it makes awesome. me like, hey, this is this is, we're doing something right. You know, yeah. E- and, even if it's just for us, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I feel like that. It's like, <laughs> Please, okay, listen. <laughs> it's it's just us, but, but hey, it's been fun, yeah. right? And uh, just so everybody knows, kind of. In the beginning, when we had this idea mm-hmm. uh, to help people really stay engaged with with the readings as we're reading the Bible together, uh, you know, it started as an idea, and Ethan did all the work to figure out, okay, if we do this, we post this. Where do we do this? How do right. we how do we do all that? And and each week he gets them posted up uh, in the different places, mm-hmm. and then Jimmy, you you do all of the editing. Mm-hmm. The, Pulling all of that together, and that's I know. After each episode is a two three hour process. Right? Yeah, it takes a minute. Yeah, uh, you know, try to cut out the ums and the uhs, and I usually cut a story of mine because <laughs> I get to talking too long. <laughs> that never happens. Oh no! Man, come on. <laughs> and Brian, I know you've been in this with us from the beginning, and you've been hosting every week. I just want to say thanks for that, and I know how much preparation has gone into that and uh, prayer and thoughtfulness and yeah. trying to line yeah. up guests. Brian lines up all the guests. And so it's been a real collaborative effort. And absolutely, lest we forget, Brian was talking about the idea we had to start this podcast was to keep us on a reading plan. Our church is reading the Bible right. all year uh, chronologically mm-hmm. through a daily yeah. Bible that we've picked. And so this was an effort to keep us, not only church members, but even us on staff, hey, we want to keep on on track. We want to be running together. And one of the big things that meant a lot to me was just doing this with friends. I mean, yeah. I've, I've yeah. alluded to that before, but it's like any discipline you try to put in your life, uh, it's it's easier to, to know that you can look to your right and left and be like, well, I'm not the only one right. yeah. um, doing this and, and making sacrifices or making uh, efforts toward this goal. Yeah. Right, right. And what I've enjoyed about it in needing to prepare as we record it, it's it's changed a little bit the lens through which I'm reading, you mm. know. And so just, and I've read through the Bible um, before. And so this time 
I'm reading it uh, with fresh perspective, I think, mm-hmm. uh, thinking about what it's going to take as we sit here with mm-hmm. uh, with a couple of, yeah. of friends each week and we're, we're talking through it and, and thinking about the people that are listening right? and what's going to encourage, what's going to help us stay on track, what's going to help us remember that, mm-hmm. hey, the Bible is a collection of all of these different authors and mm-hmm. writings, but it tells yeah. one unified story that points to Jesus. Yeah. yeah, Thinking about it through that lens and thinking about how that's going to encourage people it has been really, mm-hmm. really fun. And, and I appreciate, thank you guys so much for the work that, that you do to, yeah. to make it happen each week. Uh, I was wondering, what are, what are some of the things maybe over the past half a year now, six months, mm-hmm. that maybe from the podcast that, that's kind of stuck out to you? I've enjoyed hearing the different perspectives and voices from my friends. Yeah. You know, we've got people that are uh, in ministry, people that are in nonprofits, people that are just in the working world. We've had such a great variety of perspectives, and it's really neat to see how the Holy Spirit uses His Word to yeah. encourage people, equip people, where if I read it and Ethan reads it, we might draw two completely different things, but they're both crazy beneficial. It's like, mm-hmm. you don't get that from Macbeth. It's like, <laughs> you read Macbeth, it has the meaning, maybe dual meanings or whatever. You read some of the finest literature. That is amazing and I love, but you know, you read the Bible and it's like, it's layers upon yeah, layers and, and it reveals itself in new yeah. ways. And uh, I too have read through the Bible and, and every time I go on that adventure, it's like, I didn't see that before. I don't, yeah. I don't remember that that way. And, I think it's fun to see and hear um, the lens in which people process scripture through. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you'll you'll ask these questions at the beginning of the podcast that I think are insightful. You know, mm-hmm. how does reading the Bible do this for you or inform that for you or change this about you? Mm-hmm. I like hearing those answers too. Yeah, those yeah. are fun. Yeah, and you just stole mine. That's cool. But uh, <laughs> sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I agree. You know, I'll, I've loved seeing those different perspectives, because I know for me, a lot of these people that's been on this podcast, uh, like you said, come from different areas and different backgrounds and stuff. But the way I usually interact with them is on more of a, I guess, quote unquote, professional business level. And so Mm -hmm. I see them on Sundays, maybe interacting Mm -hmm. with people and stuff. But it's not like I just sit down and talk about the Bible with them every day. And so it's been really cool to see like, oh, that's how this person views it. Or I never Mm -hmm. picked that up from this or vice versa, you know, or whatever. Um, And I've just really enjoyed that, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing like, hey, look at all of these people that are in God's word and how God is moving differently in everybody's life. Super encouraging, right? Oh, yeah. 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 And those, uh, one of the things that I would say is, you know, occasionally we'll, we'll get some feedback from someone Mm -hmm. that's listening and those are the same sentiments, you know, they're sharing Uh is that, man, I appreciate hearing different perspectives Mm. and, or what so-and-so had to say about this, you know? So, so that's, that's encouraging to me to know that people are listening, people are being encouraged. And so that's made it, uh, I think worth the, the, the effort we've, uh, we're putting into it, but it's also a joy. I mean, and it, it, it honestly helps me stick with it. Yes, to know that it. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and speaking to that end, I mean, this is first and foremost for our church family. You know, we, like I said before, we as a church body are reading through the Bible. Right. This is a tool for them. But we found that many of our friends, family, and even strangers have listened mm-hmm. to the podcast all over the world and enjoyed it. 
But I would just ask you, if, if you're a part of our church or a part of our community or our town even, I would love for you to share this with someone because yeah. I, I do feel yeah. like it's highly beneficial. A, prayerfully, it would spur them toward reading the Bible yeah, and making absolutely. it a daily habit. Right. But B, just also maybe they might glean the same encouragement that we have, like mm-hmm. hearing perspectives and hearing yeah, what sure. lens people process things through. I think a, a lot of people could could really uh, be blessed by this. And we, we never make that appeal. Uh, but I just did want to say like, as we're at the halfway point, we're about to get to Jesus yeah. and um, the tables are literally going to be overturned <laughs> yeah. and uh, he's going to make all things well. Um, because right now, uh, as we dive into this week's reading, <laughs> yeah. it's a little bleak. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're deep into the prophets. <laughs> Weird. Right? Yeah. Woo. And I even had to look up like, what does a biblical prophet do? Because like, yeah. they just seem so mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so God is so angry. But what it and, and it led me down a really great rabbit trail, um, looking into the prophets and the the role of the prophet yeah. in the church and the biblical prophet. One, one thing I was discovering and, and reading again is that you know a prophet is a mouthpiece yeah. for the Lord. They're yeah. messengers. Yeah. Um, yeah, and 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 they don't speak on their own behalf, mm-hmm. uh, unlike a, a preacher, which uh, is sharing the things of God, illuminating scripture, helping you interpret it, helping you apply it to your life. But yeah. there's also, you know, anecdotal commentary. There's their own personal thoughts right. and so forth. Yeah. The prophet is supposed to be speaking on behalf of God and saying only what mm-hmm. God is saying. So you can be sure that you know the heart of the father in this instance. Right by what the prophet is saying. And uh, it just all felt very woe betide and very, you know, it just, God is furious, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I, and I'm trying to find a way out. <laughs> but the reality is, is like he, he set a plan together, as we read in the beginning of the year, uh, that he uh, wanted to have fellowship with us. And then we broke that fellowship in sin. And then he... Uh, wanted to, you know, let us inherit this earth and we ruined that and then came the flood and then we see uh, going down the line, he wanted to be the people's king, but they wanted a king. They they wanted governance, so he brought them judges. Mm-hmm. He He wanted to be with them, so he set this tabernacle and this Ark of the Covenant and it's all, you know, ramping toward Christ coming and fulfilling all the law and all yeah. the prophets, and we're almost there. Yeah. But we're in this season. the The people of God have blown it, right? Yeah. And they've totally missed that. They, 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 they. He wants to be their king, but they've rejected him. He wants them to be a set apart, but they want to be the same as everyone mm-hmm. else. And um, it's uh, it's not pretty to right. to look yeah. at. You know, and you mentioned the prophets and their role. Part of their role was to remind the people of the covenant that that God had made with them. And that Mm. covenant back in, we see it in in Exodus, was that that the people would walk with him, that they'd Mm. obey his commands and and walk with him and and serve him only. Right. And he would, they would be his people. Right. And a special possession or a treasure, uh, depending on your, the translation that you read. And, and the people said, yes, we will, we will follow the Lord. Mm. And, um, so these prophets come along to remind the people of that covenant mm-hmm. and to remind them, like, you guys are blown it. You're not right. giving up your side. No, not no. at all. Even in the in spite of the faithfulness of the Lord, you guys are not walking. Yeah, haven't no. I done all these things? Right. 
where are you at? Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. And where where you mentioned it's ramping up, like it's ramping mm-hmm. up to where uh, next. Well, in the next couple of weeks, yeah. we'll we'll see how Israel, the, the northern kingdom, they yeah. go into exile, and then and then it'll be just a little after that, the the yeah. southern kingdom, Judah, they will. You know, God allows their enemies to overthrow them. Right. And yeah. they're going to walk into exile. And then, but it's so beautiful, especially in, in all of these prophets, there's always this offer of, mm. but there's hope. Yeah. Right. And, and that hope ultimately is pointing to Jesus. Right. Uh, who will come and, and set all of that, that straight. Yeah. yeah. Which I think that's important, you know, to, and I may be getting this off topic here. I don't know, but I think that's important for us to remember today as well in our culture, you know, we we can see a lot of things happening and mm-hmm. things going on and uh, can be just kind of scary, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. And uh, as I would, you know, as we were reading through this, I know for me, I was looking at this and going, man, a lot of this is eerily similar yeah. to what I see today. Yeah. Sure. Um, but in that, even though it is like, oh my gosh, that's scary, it's also hopeful. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I know God is above everything. Sure. And I know he loves us. And even when we stray, he is still there and yeah. he is still running after us. And so, yeah, it's kind of scary, but it's also hopeful and it's yeah. encouraging. I, I think that's a great point, <laughs> especially given, you know, because I can right now, mm-hmm. gas prices, <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> things like that are like, oh my, like the world's going to yeah. whatever, you know, yeah. and yeah. and to realize that, man, God is still on his throne, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and and I do have the hope of, of Christ, the hope of of His kingdom coming and mm-hmm. merging with this kingdom, and and then a new heaven and a new earth, and mm-hmm. so if I can step back and gain a little perspective and say, the Lord's gracious, and yeah. whatever He purposes or allows me to walk through on this earth, I get to walk with Him. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, and yeah, and that's. I think something that's become very, very clear to me in the past few years is I can't imagine walking through life separated from the presence of yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Because life can be our life can be hard. Sure, absolutely. We, we look at Scripture and and it's like, oh man, we've got it, we've got it good. We're just worried about groceries being high and gas mm-hmm. prices, so forth. But life, life is still life, and sin. The, the consequences of sin yeah. are still there. And, life and whether it's our sin or yeah. others' consequences of their sin that yeah, impact sure. that have an impact on us, right? Life can be tough. Yeah. But I'm, I'm with you. Like, man, I don't know how people could go through the things they go through without, apart from Christ and, yeah. and, and, and by proxy, his church, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And there's this imagery, speaking of the church, you know, the imagery in Amos, I think, and in Isaiah, well, it's all over the, it's all over it, but uh, a couple points where it talks about Israel kind of being put in a sieve. Like the Lord is, um, and if you are an unfamiliar, a sieve, imagine like a a sift or a filter of some kind. And I I remember laying concrete block with my dad and like trying to sieve out sand uh, out of rocky dirt, you know, and uh, that's what I was picturing. It's like mm-hmm. there, and it's not just boulders. Sometimes it's pebble, pebbles and so forth. And there's this imagery of Israel, the nation of God being put through this sieve and, and what remains is going to get refined and purified, but right. there's going to be a lot that's not going to make it through there. Yeah. And yeah. this is by the by, but I have a lot of friends that are um, 
well, I'll just put it bluntly, like they're they're deconstructing their faith. Mm-hmm. Like they've they've grown up in church and they've heard the gospel, they've they've been in church life, and there's a point in which they've pulled away from it and said, ah, this isn't for me. This is um, I don't want to put words in people's mouths, but I've heard everything from hypocrites and, and just scathing assessments mm-hmm. of the of the of the church and uh in many instances they're not wrong because their church might have been toxic or unhealthy right, yeah yeah some of that hurt and some of that disappointment is very it's very real, very real. Yeah. Right. yeah but i also think what i was reading yesterday was like as we're deconstructing as, as you're putting they're basically putting the church through the sieve mm-hmm. and they're trying to find jesus in the remains and i think the biblical practice would be okay now let's put ourselves through the sieve yeah and I think that would be my challenge to myself, anyone, any friend that's really trying to evaluate where they stand with Christ and how they feel about his church. Let's not be so quick to put the institutions right. in the sieve before we put people through it and ourselves through it and, and yeah. look at that and how it compares, like, where is Jesus in it? And, um, and, and being able to discern and evaluate, you know, this scathing criticism is true of this church, but not the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being able to have the wisdom to sort it all out, um, not diminishing anyone's church hurt or pain. Sure. Uh, you have my empathy because I've right. also received that as well. Sure. But um, at the end of the day, when I'm reading these scriptures, I have to recognize, A, it's written to these people at a time for a purpose. But to Ethan's point, there's so there's so much eerie connection between mm-hmm. what, we're, what we read in scripture and what we see today. Yeah. You know, I'm, uh, and I'll, I'll let someone else talk, but I was reading through Amos 5 and looking, you know, I'm a worship leader, a worship pastor, and he's talking about, I hate your songs and your noisy music. And yeah. I mean, that's that's what I'm getting at. Like, I'm not saying that was written to me and I should thus be convicted, but I have to put that through my sieve. Yeah. I have to evaluate Lord, take my life and push that through this sieve and help me find Jesus in it and especially help me find where you're not in it. And yep. let me, you know, get that out. Let me throw those rocks away. Let me. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you you mentioned that that sieve that that process and what's left. You know, so there's a lot that gets thrown out, right? Like the big chunks, the obvious things, right? But then what's left then goes through a purification yes, process. Yes, it gets refined. Yeah, and gets refined. And when you think about a purifying or a refining process, mm-hmm. that's not a pleasant. No. Yeah. No. Process, yeah, you go in right? the furnace, you get, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, it's hard. And I think a lot of people can get to that point and be like, well, God's not with me. Mm. It's like, no, mm. you need to get through that because God is with you. And imagine what that's going to be like on the other side, right? You know, yeah. And the idea that the discipline of the Lord is a, is a good thing, yeah. Purification is a good thing, it's a sign of love, because, from yeah, the Lord, right. Yeah. It, it means that he he's loved mm-hmm. he loves us and he doesn't want to leave us where we're at and yeah. and you know if you're going with a gold metaphor or or metallurgical metaphor <laughs> it, it, he thinks we're valuable yeah yeah cuz you don't sieve through something if there wasn't anything valuable in there yeah and you don't purify something if there's not something worth keeping at the end yeah, yeah. if it was just fool's gold yeah It'd you don't throw it away right and to take it all the way you don't refine it and make it into something that's not valuable. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't go through all that trouble. Yeah. We have to keep that in mind when the trials and the troubles come. And it's easy for me to say, you know, outside of it. But. Right. Yeah. And we see in all of these prophets, especially, we see the Lord refining. 
refining his people yeah. and loving them enough to not leave them in their own devices. Sure. Yeah. Not leave them chasing after false gods. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think I've said this before, but it's that whole thing we've we've all heard throughout our life that, like, I, I never understood that as well until I became a father. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have to discipline your kids. And, I mean, I've been a father for two and a half years now, you know, so I'm still new to it. But we're in that toddler phase. And when we have to discipline our son— Every time now, it brings me back to God. And I'm like, because I hate it. I hate disciplining mm-hmm. my child. But I know that I love him so much that if I don't discipline him, that could lead down a bad path. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, He's so cute. How do you look at that face? I, it's really hard. <laughs> it's very difficult. I'm not going to lie. No, I know how it is. So people, but, we, can, yeah. we often look at other people's kids. They, I don't know how you can discipline. I know. But when yeah. it's your own, you're like, yeah. Oh, I have no problem. Well, and it's an act. It's an act of love. Exactly to, to train them into yeah. right. exactly. And I think you know, as I was reading through this and Amos and Isaiah, and we're we're seeing that discipline just hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because God loves His people, and God values His people, like mm-hmm. we're talking about. Back to that sieve, and like professionally, you know, I'm I'm a minister, and I'm singing songs, leading worship, and stuff, and trying to evaluate and think through what the prophets are saying and if there is anything I need to look at in my own life. And, you know, anytime worship or the practice of religion comes up in the Bible, my ears perk up. And in this, in Amos, he talks about uh, in the context of worship, you know, I, I, and from Amos 5, like I was talking about this noisy ego music um, I was reading from the message and it was pretty illuminating. It was like, I hate your conferences. I hate your, your, uh, so basically social media and your branding and all this. And it, and it sums down to, it's like, I want justice and fairness to roll like a river and, and swell like an ocean. And it just reminded me of James one twenty seven where it says, uh, pure and true religion undefiled before the fathers is to care after widows and orphans yeah. in their distress and keep yourself pure from the world. It's not writing worship songs and singing songs, those those are worship and they are amazing. But at the end of the day, the Lord is looking for you to love God with all you've got and to love your neighbor. Yeah. Like yeah. he and 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 by doing so, we're gonna there is there will be fairness. There will be justice. There will be love and it'll run through the streets because that's what what worship poured out looks like. And it even reflects it in Isaiah. He talks about the same thing. He was like, your offerings and all this stuff, they're meaningless to me. They're detestable to me. But then he talks about what about the orphan? What about the widow? How are you treating them? And yep. and it just, and I'll finish this thought with like in Romans 12, it talks about we present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. And, and this is our spiritual act of worship. Like, the the and and back to the message it says uh, something about our, our our everyday walk about regular old life right right is a spiritual act of worship and and so I'm just I, I need to I need to land this plane but but thinking through all that being someone that that loves to sing and and make music and stuff I have to remember that that has to be poured out in my life yeah. or it's meaningless mm-hmm. I can sing all the songs with all the heart and all the gusto and hit all the runs and, you know, do all the stuff and be as excellent as anyone. But if my life doesn't bear the fruit of someone that cares about others, that loves God and loves people as himself, then I need to really evaluate what I'm doing yeah. 
on the platform and as I lead people and as I sing. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of uh, the way Paul talks about it in first Corinthians 13 and talking about yeah. love. You yeah. Know, and he says, you can, you can have all of these, these spiritual Every gifts gift. this, yeah. and you can, you can speak eloquently, mm-hmm. but if you don't have love. Yeah. It's a clanging gong. Yeah. Noisy. Some <laughs> noisy. Yeah. Noisy he ego says, music. He says, yeah, noisy. <laughs> That's funny. It's yeah. the, it hurt my heart. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that hurts so good. Uh, and we were talking earlier, it's like in, in the modern church world, you know, there's so much that goes in practically to making quote unquote church happen, right. you know? And so sometimes, uh, and it's coming from a posture of service. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to help people see the Lord. I'm trying to help them engage with the Father. But my mind can be so occupied with what's the next song or what's this transition or what is, how's that bridge go? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if I'm being honest with myself, but, and I'm thinking about why are they looking at me and what, you know, my, my, my mind is so preoccupied with things. It, it, the Bible says in Amos, like, when, when is the last time you sang to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so back to the sieve, like that's. I'm trying to put that into practice, what I was saying. I, I didn't mean to come across as holier than thou about no, my no, friends no, no. that are searching. Yeah. I'm saying I'm in it with you. I just right. think the sieve is for us. Right. And we are the church. Yeah. Versus taking institutions and trying to thin them out to the, the common denominator. Let's thin ourselves out yeah. and then let's be the bride that Christ intended. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm making sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that totally makes sense because these messages were to God's people. Yeah. The people that he was in a covenant relationship with, right? Yeah. And so that's, and that's who we are today yeah. as, as the church, as followers of Jesus, we have been, and um, Paul writes about it, how we have been through Christ, we are adopted into yeah. this family. Exactly. Yeah. And so now we are a part of that covenant. Yeah. And he right. he desires that relationship. He desires us to to walk with him. And yeah. Brian, isn't he just as serious now as he was then? He hadn't changed. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's something to <laughs> wrestle with. Yeah. Yeah. We used to sing a hymn God shut the mouth of the lions we read. He's just the same today. Mm-hmm. He's just the same today. He's just the same today. When Pentecost had fully come and fire from heaven did fall, the Savior sent the Holy Ghost, baptized them one and all. 3,000 were converted and were added right away. <laughs> and the God that lived in the olden times was just the same today. Okay. It's like, and you're like, oh, great. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the same God yeah. that breathed the stars into the universe mm-hmm desires to have a real covenant relationship with me man no i you cannot you can't you have to take it seriously yeah yeah the god that's fully holy and just and at the same time full of grace and and love and mercy and and how merciful was he in this text too like i know he's really mad right now oh but i think he goes on to say like how how many how how much slack have i given you Mm-hmm. Yeah. Haven't I done these things? Haven't I come your way? Haven't I been gracious? Haven't I given you this freedom? Yep. Over and over. And this and over. is what you yeah. do with it. Talk about those messages of hope and and freedom. Uh, one of them that just stuck out to me is is at the end of of Isaiah chapter one. After he's already said, <laughs> "Look at this is what you guys are doing." Uh, it says, uh, "Come now, let's settle this." Says the Lord. Yeah. Though your sins are like scarlet, Ooh. I will make them white as snow. Yep. 
Though they are red like crimson, I will make them white as wool. If you will only obey me, you will have plenty to eat. You know, it's yeah. like, this is, I'm still here. Yeah. yeah. And I'm still, I'm still ready, the same. Yeah. Ready to, ready to forgive, yeah. ready to wash your sins yeah. in white as snow. And we can kind of end here, which is exciting that we see Jesus yeah. in these scriptures. In the middle of all this mess, yeah. we see a glimmer of hope. And, and Micah 5.2 says, But you, Bethlehem, David's country, the run of the litter, from you will come the leader who will shepherd and rule Israel. He'll be no upstart, no pretender. His family tree is ancient. <laughs> you, you got that right? Mm-hmm. And distinguished. Meanwhile, Israel will be in foster homes until the birth pangs are over and the child is born and the scattered brothers come back home to the family of Israel. He will stand tall in his shepherd rule by God's strength. Shepherd rule. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's not kingly. It's shepherd. Yeah. yeah. Centered in the majesty of God revealed and the people will have a good and safe home for the whole world will hold him in respect. Peacemaker, Peacemaker. of the world. Yep. Oh yeah. And that was written 700 some odd mm-hmm. years before Jesus was That's born right. and something that he as just a man would have had zero control over. Right. He was just a man. Come on. I love it. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, thanks. Thanks. We're halfway Thank you, Brian. through. Yeah. Keep at it. If you're listening and you're reading along with us, man, stay the course. Yeah. It's uh it's going to keep getting better. Whew. And if you if you haven't been keeping up in the reading there is nothing wrong, absolutely nothing wrong with just jumping in totally. right where we're at. Uh, because, and we've said this before, our goal is not to increase your Bible knowledge. Right. You know, the purpose of reading the Bible is not to, to gain knowledge. It's to it's to get the, the spirit and the life of Jesus in Yep. In, in, your, in your life. Right, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, so, so stay the course, jump back in, and we'd love for you to keep listening to the Word this week. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, we want to thank the River Community Church for sponsoring this podcast. And if you're in Cookville and looking for a church home, we'd love to invite you to come out. And you can check out more about us at theriverCC.com. Thanks, and join us next time on The Word This Week.